You're listening to AskDaryl.com. You've got questions, we'll get you the answers. AskDaryl.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 26 of the Ask Daryl podcast. The Ask Daryl podcast is where I, your host, Daryl Girardier, take your questions on social media, technology, and communications, all dealing with the church, and do my best to answer them in the most brief yet thorough way possible. Yes, folks, we made it to episode number 26, and I'm excited about today's episode because this is a really fun question. This question is actually probably in the top three questions I get when I am starting out helping coach a church or a pastor on starting out in social media. And this is the question I usually get um, when they're starting on a social media network and really specifically Twitter and Instagram. And that question is going to be, should I follow everyone back on social media? And it's a really good question because it's one that as you start training somebody on how social media works, um, it's a fundamental question that, you know, be honest with you, there's not a uniform, neat and clean answer for this. So I'm going to do my best to answer this question and kind of present both sides to this and kind of tell you a little bit how I've individually handled it and how our church has handled it. And you can decide what's best for you and for your church. Now with this question, I need to state that not everybody agrees on what the best solution is on how you should handle it. In fact, I've got people who on social media that I'm friends with who have a completely different approach. And I even work with somebody, Katie Allred, who is an amazing, amazing social media manager and handles our web content. And she probably differs from me on this approach as well. Um, so there are, again, there are both, there are two sides of this issue, maybe even three sides of this issue when you think about it. So let me kind of start off with some things I know fairly certain to be true. Uh, first thing is research shows us that, um, and especially in regards to Twitter, that when you follow somebody back on social media, the likelihood of them staying with you on social media and them following you back or uh, excuse me, staying with you and, and keep following you, uh, it goes up. So we know if you, if somebody follows you, you follow them back, the likelihood they're going to stay with you as a follower increases greatly versus them following you and you never following them back. So we know that to be true that for the most part, if you follow somebody back, they're going to, they're going to keep following you on social media. We also know that when you follow somebody back, especially if you're a brand, i.e. like a church or a nonprofit, when you follow somebody back, we know that's a good way to create an emotional connection. You, you're telling that person, I value you. Um, I want to hear what you have to say. Um, a lot of times when brands do that, a lot of people value that emotional connection. And I'll talk about that here. I'll talk about that in a little bit in terms of what happens when you do a rapid following and what, what happens to that emotional bond, if you will. Um, the third thing is, is that if you want to, you can really grow your Twitter following and probably even your Instagram following. I haven't researched too much Instagram on how that would work, but you can grow your Twitter following pretty fast if you decide to follow everybody back. Um, it's pretty easy to do. You just follow people back and before you know it, you'll have a pretty fast, rapid growth. In fact, you can see a lot of people who've got six-figure followers in terms of like 150,000, 300,000 followers because of the fact that they followed practically everybody who's ever followed them. So what are the caveats to this? Um, what's the negativity or the negative side of, man, following everybody back who follows you? Well, a couple of things. One, yeah, you will experience rapid growth if you follow everybody back who follows you, especially if you're pretty aggressive. Um, but that doesn't always mean that you're going to have quality followers. In other words, people who are really following you because they really want to hear what you have to say versus them following you because they know more than likely you'll follow them back. And let me kind of share my story on how I personally handled this with my own Twitter account. 
So a while back, I ran two different experiments to see how Twitter following was working. First experiment I ran with a friend of mine who does web development, Amy Haywood, uh, amyhaywood.com. If you want to check her out, she's an amazing web designer. Uh, Haywood and I both separately bought 20,000 followers on Twitter. We went to those, one of those websites that says you can have 20,000 followers for like five bucks. And we bought it just to see how it would work. Cause we had heard, we heard about the shady practice and said, I want to see how shady it is and what, what happens. Well, we bought it. And then within like literally I, I six hours, I had 20,000 new followers. Of course, what would happen in 48 hours, those 20,000 followers disappeared. Why? Because they were all robots and Twitter deleted all those accounts. So I learned real quickly that technically speaking, you can never actually buy followers, real followers. People can claim it, but at the end of the day, it's probably not the way you want to grow your Twitter. Second thing I did was, is I tried this piece of software called Tweet Adder. What Tweet Adder lets you do is let you target people based off of who they follow, who follows them. You can put a whole bunch of different criteria in there and you can basically do people who you think might want to follow you. You can do a rapid following. You can start following a whole bunch of people with the intent that they're going to follow you back because you think they have similar interests as you do. And it's a very legitimate way to do it. Um, and I did it and I grew, I grew my Twitter following pretty fast. I grew up like 12,000 followers pretty quickly. Of course, the downside of that experiment was I realized that when you do that, you've got to be really good about curating Twitter lists and, and segmenting those people out because otherwise your Twitter feed is going to be nothing but just thousands and thousands of people just tweeting nonsense in your Twitter feed. And there's no way you can create a real good, strong emotional bond um, and you have real conversations with that many people. So what was the downside of that experiment? Well, first off, as I stated before, one, too many people in my main Twitter feed. The other issue I ran into is this, was when I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to unfollow a lot of these people. Like I think like somewhere between eight to 10,000 people. I'm going to unfollow a lot of them so I can kind of get back to a manageable number, which I can really be okay with on my Twitter stream. When I did that, uh, two things happened. One, people got really angry um, that I quote unquote unfollowed them. And two, I learned that people take following and unfollowing very seriously. I don't take it that seriously. If you unfollow me, not a big deal. If I unfollow you, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, that to me is just, hey, that's fine. That's your choice. It's not a big deal. For a lot of people, they took it very seriously. And they let me know on Twitter. I'm like, okay, you take that really seriously. And you take your Twitter numbers. You know, That's a serious deal to you. I get that. That's fine. Um, that's what you choose to do. So I learned that people kind of take this stuff really seriously. So one, I learned you can't buy Twitter followers. And two, I learned that rapid following has repercussions if you decide that strategy and decide to go a different route. So if you look at my Twitter numbers today, I have about, uh, as of today, I think I have some of the, between, somewhere between seven to 8,000 followers. But the reality is if you study my numbers, they're slowly declining because people have found out gosh, over like a year and a half, two years ago that I unfollowed them and they're just now realizing that. And the other thing is, is there's probably a lot of robots out there that are slowly being killed. The robots that are slowly being, accounts that are being deleted because Twitter's going through and deleting a lot of those robot accounts that just rapidly follow people as well. So that's my cautionary tale of rapid following everybody who follows you. So if you are trying to think about this strategy and think, okay, so how does this apply to me? Let me tell you a couple things you need to be wary of if you decide that you want to follow everybody back. Well, one, if you decide that you're going to follow a whole bunch, a lot of people back, you need to figure out how you're going to manage all that incoming information, either on Instagram or Twitter. 
uh, especially if you start growing rapidly. So you need to utilize something called Twitter lists, which is a functionality inside of Twitter. And there's some other apps that I think honestly curate, make the curation of those lists a little easier. Hootsuite. Um, I use Tweetbot on the iPhone and Tweetbot on the Mac desktop um, because it just lets me scan lists real quick. Uh, I think TweetDeck does that as well. Um, use Twitter lists to kind of segment people out. So that makes it a little bit easier to follow everybody that is uh, on Twitter. The other thing I would consider, the, I think you might want to consider doing is starting out small. Don't immediately, if you want to go to a strategy where you start following everybody back, start small and just say, follow your staff. Um, and then maybe follow your staff and then maybe follow some small group leaders or some volunteer worship leaders or something to that effect. Small, start small. The reason why is if you find it's not a strategy that's good for you, you can scale it back without having too much awkwardness. But if you follow every church member and everybody follows you, then all of a sudden you decide to unfollow your church members. Some people, again, will take that kind of seriously and not like that. I mean, it's, it's kind of a serious deal for some people. So you need to keep that in mind when you're doing that strategy that you can, uh, that you need to be able to scale back that strategy if it becomes too much for you without causing you or your church too much pain. So keep that in mind. I think the last thing I'll tell you about this is, is that every single church organization is going to be a bit different in how they want to approach this. And there's not a one one size fits all approach to this. Everybody, your culture or where you, where you exist, how people use your social media, that's all going to, you're going to have to curate it and tailor it to your specific audience. Um, for me, we're more of an Instagram crowd than we are a Twitter crowd. So I probably will follow a little more people back on Instagram um, because I don't feel like our, 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 we're going to get too flooded inside the stream of people. But um, again, I think you need to figure out what works for you. What do you think is manageable? Again, if you're going to decide to follow somebody on Twitter, or a church member, and all of a sudden you unfollow them, that could make things awkward and you definitely don't want to do that. So I think at the end of the day, you're going to figure out what works best for you. I highly encourage you to experiment to see what works best for you and then to take it from there. Last thing before we end today, um, one quick announcement. I'll be opening up the comment section on the podcast post. So whenever I post this podcast on my blog, I'll be opening up the comment section and that can make it a super easy way for you to submit a question to ask Daryl. So whenever you head to my blog, just go to the comment section at the end of the post and you can post your question there. You can also go to askdaryl.com. There's a form there for you to fill out to put in your question there, or you can direct message me on Twitter. I'm at DGirardier. That's at D-G-I-R-A-R-D-I-E-R. Or you can just use the hashtag AskDaryl. I just track that on Twitter and I will throw that into the hopper of other questions that we've got. If you want to subscribe to this podcast, we're on iTunes. You can go there. You can also rate us on iTunes. Or if you're on an Android device, you can get us on Stitcher if that's your podcast app of choice. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to AskDaryl.com. Don't forget, if you've got questions, go online and submit them to AskDaryl.com.